Welcome to the biggest solution in the universe, the show where we discuss every solution in the universe from glasses to big asses. With over <laughs> 5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't uh, be on the big list of solutions. I'm Maddox, with me is Dick, hey. and Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. I almost brought in big asses this episode. For real? Yeah, as a solution. Well, asses. Yeah. No, you want a big ass, though. Well, asses are not like boobs. You know what they say about boobs, which is when they're good, the they're good. No, when they're good, they're good. And when they're bad, they're still good. Yeah. But that's not true with asses. Um, speaking of boobs, in, let's see, what I think, what was it, sixth grade? We started off the sex education with uh, true or false, like myth or not a myth. So we could like, I don't, I don't know, engage the kids and like say whether this is a myth or not. So the myth was uh, men prefer... Large breasts, and this guy behind me, the class was silent because nobody wanted to chime in yet, and this dude behind me just goes, true. <laughs> and the teacher goes, the teacher goes, well, no, that's not true. Actually, men prefer, and I, t- I turn around and look at him because everybody's kind of sniggering, and he was this, I remember his face crystal clear. He just goes, huh? Like the face of like, huh? I don't know, don't they? Huh? He, the, the teacher was saying that. No, the teacher said, no, actually, men prefer a very different sizes and shapes of women. Uh, hmm. It said, like, you know, it said the party line, as, as the teacher would say. But I turned around and looked at his face, and he's just like, eh, I don't care. You know, that's, that always creeped me out, the kids who were too experienced with sex in elementary school. You know, there was one guy, one kid in my elementary school when I was growing up where he was always around women. Like, girls were all over him. And I thought, well, it's going to warp him at some point. Dude. I was wearing that too. I went to a I went to a, a Christian school. For some reason, my parents sent me to a Christian school for first grade. What? Why? I don't know. Um, Why didn't they just homeschool you? Yeah, no, no, they <laughs> they might as well. And I remember this this one incident very very clearly. These two chicks in my class in like first grade, where I felt even at the time, I remember this very clearly. They were like. Hey, do you want to know uh, where babies come from? Or no, they, they were think, they were talking about something about like making love, and there are these two little girls basically coming on to me. Yeah, I believe. And I it. thought it was the weirdest. It was like I was really weirded out by it at the time, but now looking back on it, I'm like, dude, Catholic school or Christian school, whatever that was. Those chicks, those chicks were already on course to becoming like the typical Catholic schoolgirl syndrome. Total sluts. Yeah. Super hot. Yeah. It's yeah. the hot. And it's I, like- I had it right in my lap, and I didn't even capitalize on it. What an That's idiot. pathetic. What an idiot. Pathetic. If I had a time machine, yeah. I would go back to that moment when I was, whatever, seven years old, and say, dude, yeah. you got to tap that ass. If you had a time machine, you could go back in time to last time month. Traveling. Yeah, vote up time traveling. Or analgesics, because Dick, yeah. the biggest solution in the universe from last month was math. Oh, that's good. Then analgesics. That's, yeah, okay. And sandwiches and underpants. They were all solutions. All solutions. I totally agree with that order. Yeah. We, well, I, they were all presented as solutions. They, yeah. They, <laughs> that's a good point, Sean. Well, they always are, Sean. No. Reagan wasn't. Not Reagan really? wasn't. That was a joke. How many solutions get, how many solutions Reagan was a joke, negative? I agree. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> How many have ended up in the negatives? The solutions? Yeah. Uh, uh, probably about four or five. Yeah, oh, okay. About 20%. Right, Maybe yeah, yeah. 10, 10, 20%. Yeah, um, yeah the, I got a comment from Cliff Burnsweig. I like he that says, guy. Yeah, he says, The Earl of Sandwich invented the sandwich in the same way that Columbus invented North America. Which he did. 
Okay, so. Exactly. Thank you. All right. You're no. right. So I looked into this dick because uh, you said last time that the Earl of Sandwich invented the sandwich. He didn't yeah, invent he did. the sandwich. The, he the did. Early, no, no, he popularized the, the name for it. What's the difference? <laughs> well, uh, one is correct and one is incorrect, I guess. Let's Thank start you. there. You're right. You are incorrect. I'm right. <laughs> but uh, I, I looked up all these documentaries and it turns out, Turns out, so I I wasted so much of your time. (laughs) (laughs) You fuck. I love that is a solution. (laughs) It is not. I could do it for days. My time is so valuable. Oh man, it's precious. Uh huh. Um, I looked up all these. I love watching foreign news sources. So I watch a lot of Japanese news. I watch a lot of British news. I love watching Chinese news because you can really sense, as an American, as an outsider, when there is propaganda. In Japan, whenever they cover uh, Japan and China, have a lot of animosity towards each other from the war, right? Okay, they're they're still a little bit like a little curmudgeonly when it comes to each other. Yeah, and so when Japan China dropped all those bombs on them, right? uh, (laughs) Other way around. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's the story now. What? Let's just change it. No, what are you talking about? Let's just say I'm implying that we would say China dropped nuclear bombs on them. No, so um, so there's still this weird underlying animosity in. Uh, in their news, you can pick it up, pick up on it. But the British news, when I was looking at this documentary, like for information about the sandwich, they had no mention of the history of the sandwich or anything. They just went right to the Earl of Sandwich, and then they said, yeah. "That's where it came from." Period. Yeah. And then, and then they made it this like British food and this British delicacy. And it, it is. It's, uh, it's not. It's called a sandwich. That's yeah. the whole, it's the, but called a sandwich. Right, you can you can popularize something, but that doesn't mean it was invented by the British. People way before the UK was a thing were were eating bread and 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 meat. That's not that's not they didn't invent it. They invented the sandwich like the Chick-fil-A uh, franchise invented the chicken sandwich. You don't call it a Chick-fil-A sandwich though. You call it a chicken sandwich. That's what invented they invented by what the they, Earl of Sandwich. It was not. whatever. It was not. All right, you got any more comments? Yeah, I do. I have one from uh, Spiro Hosiadis. Now, I love one of my favorite things on this show is when fans correct me in the comments, and they're wrong. Uh, here's one from Spiro. How, speaking of wasting time, how much time did you waste responding to them in the comments? I didn't even have to. Didn't even have to. Other people took care of it for me. This guy you should says, just send all the responses you have to people in the comments to your publisher and say, here's my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it. They'd be like, we don't need 600 pages. We need to cut it down. <laughs> Spiro, Spiro, Spiro says, uh, so, so last time I talked about math and the Pythagoreans, oh, yeah. right? The, uh, the cult of Pythagoras. Uh, he says, this month Maddox invents a completely unheard of civilization, the mythical Pythagoreans. Old math geniuses, those guys. And then Nick Asher also comments, says, great job, Pythagoreans. Oh, wait, there were no Pythagoreans. Pythagoras was one person. Also, ayahuasca is not a cactus. You're thinking of San Pedro, which, ha- which, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, he corrects me too. Yeah. Whoa. This ga- the these guys- balls on this guy. You guys, fucking use Google. Don't be an idiot. Don't correct me if you're wrong. You morons. You shit eating. Morons. Mouth breathing. Yeah. Rock gargling. Pythagoreans. <laughs> fucking morons. Ugh. These dipshits. They think they're so clever correcting. You're all wrong. You're all I- idiots. Then I got one last so comment. So wait, is ayahuasca yeah. not a cactus? He says you're thinking. Well, it was. I, this is also coming from the same guy who who's never heard of the Pythagoreans. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, and then I got another one from uh, John Costanzo. That's he how says, I "Take my ayahuasca." What's that? With a grain of salt. Oh, um, John Costanzo says, "Thanks to Maddox's bloviating, 
I bought some red delicious apples. The ones from Whole Foods sucked shit. Yeah. And the ones from El Cheapo grocery store were fucking awesome. Go vote up Giant Eagle as a solution. Go vote up what? Giant Eagle. I guess it's a, a grocery store chain. Oh. Look, here. here's the thing, guys. I told one of my friends to try Red Delicious a while back. And he oh, went stop, to, he got, he got some organic, he got some organic Red Delicious. And I'm like, dude, it's not the same strain as the, as the mass produced ones that are in grocery stores. Get the uh-huh. lunchbox size Red Delicious. You'll never go back. And, 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 and Boisterous Coconuts tried him and he loved them. Changed his life. He's in studio just wait, 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 observing. Wait, wait. Come here, come here, come here. Get on the mic. He's an ass kisser. Yeah, he is an ass kisser. No, he's not. He's he he always <laughs> shits up, on me. Get Listen. up on the mic and kiss. No, he's kissing red delicious. He's kissing I, big apples. One ass thing, let now. me let me say one thing. You picked your red delicious <laughs> apples. Yeah, they were great. You motherfucker hand picked them. Yeah, they were great. No, and you still got smoked. No, I didn't. Well, are you what are you are you supposed to just blindly grab apples? Is like that how you shop? Of course you pick your fruit. No, no for the competition, picked, he picked his he own picked red his delicious. Own. Oh, yeah, well, outside I mean, of the outside he of the in rigorous the judging. Well, look. It, so what did you think of it, Asterios? Look, I tried red delicious. I hadn't eaten them in like 10 years. I bought them and they tasted like my childhood. I loved them because my dad would always give us red delicious apples back when they were super good. Uh-huh. You sure he wasn't? Yeah. And they got Throwing- shitty for a while. Yeah. But, I, but now I had them and I was like, oh, this is so great. I agree. These are like the apples I remembered. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I was ba- real nostalgic. They're back. Asterios' dad, dad used to throw dirt clods in his face as a kid. That's why it reminds him of his childhood. Well, agree to disagree. I mean, yes, but. <laughs> okay, it sounds like the nostalgia factor played more into that than. Anyway, else. that's uh, that's all I got for comments. All right, uh, I've got, let's see. I'll just, oh, okay. So Randy, Randy's here, and he's just slipped me a card that I have to read. I'm supposed to be reading these cards now from Randy. All right, let's see. Randy, the producer of the show. Uh, This card says, you both completely ignored the agenda that I had set forth last week while I was at Sundance. Not sure that it's necessary to say you were at Sundance. It seems kind of name-droppy to me. (laughs) Your fans want four problems and solutions, not a long-winded diatribe. I'm not adding to this. Not a long-winded diatribe about your vague understandings of the political and or economic systems. who Who the fuck are you talking about, Randy? Nor constant problems that focus on your crotch ass areas. That's debatable. Uh, As such, Maddox and Dick, you will each be given three strikes today on the bonus episode. Okay. Bringing up politics? Strike. (laughs) Armchair economizing? Strike. Bringing up apples, strike. Oh, shit, that's bullshit. Right. That's one, bullshit. No. You have one strike. That doesn't count. You have They're one strike. delicious. I don't care. I'll go down with that strike. I don't give a shit. Extraneous interruptions, Guys, strike. we're going to stop the show. Sean we're gets done. one yeah. for interrupting me on the card. Yeah. That's one, that's for, one for you, Sean. That's one for one. I have no strikes. I win. Any other <laughs> thing. You <are> strike. <laughs> Any other thing you do to I, I Ray... What's that? How do you say that word? Irritate. Uh, irritate me. That's a joke, Randy. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This should prove to be the most electrifying episode in the history of the universe. All right. So we got a strike system now. How do you know who? How do you know when we get a strike? Do you have like a stri- air horn or something? No, we're no? just we're keeping track here. I got a tally here. You have one, Dick, and well, Sean I hope has one. Randy has Dick a tally. Dick is the interrupter. Yeah, I have. I have a strike, but. In the sense of a bowling strike. That's what you mean by the apple thing. When I mentioned the apple thing, right, Randy? Yeah. He's nodding. No, he's nodding no, he's yes. Not nodding. He's nodding. He's, he's nodding. Not nodding. My head is turned sideways. He's nodding yes. 
right. All right. Why don't you get to a solution? I like this game. Yeah. Fun game. Good. I got a real big solution, Dick. Biggest solution in the universe. Possibly. Actually, it's critical thinking. But anyway, biggest solution this month is springs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> springs. Springs, springs, springs. Huh? What do you know about springs? <laughs> they're Dick. a damper? They're not. They can't. They can be. But springs have the property of elasticity, Dick. Which means they can be bent and stretched, and so long as you don't stretch them too far, they always return to the same size and shape. That's an amazing property. Think about that. You can change something's shape and size, and it always returns to the same shape and size. So in other words, a spring is nature's time machine. Oh. Huh? Right? <laughs> All right. No? I don't know. It? That's a little weird. Okay, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, a spring. It's like a piece of metal. He could be talking about springs or his wiener. <laughs> That's a strike. That's, that's a, strike. a strike. He's Fuck you, Sean. Asses and crotches. Yeah. There's no yeah. corruption there. No, you brought up an ass or a crotch. That's a strike, oh, dude. Oh shit. Yeah. Yo, that's two. And yeah, that's two. You said shit. One more, and you're out of here. Yeah. Shit is bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't like this game at all. Yeah. Oh, See, only I'm allowed to call strikes. All right. All right. That's oh. like two for you. Oh, for irritating you? Yes. Oh, shit. You guys are up to like 10, 10 apiece now. Listen to this, guys. You think springs are just, you dismiss them as just a piece of metal. It's no, not. We're not. It's I'm not. not dismissing them. They're oh, good. Cool. Good. They are cool. The springs are found everywhere, buddy. Cars, door hinges, retractable pens, car seats, couches, <laughs> suspension, Idaho. You name it. Wait, Idaho? <laughs> Yeah, like hot springs? Hot springs. Uh, that's funny. Uh. <laughs> if it makes you feel good, chances are that it's a spring. Huh. Yeah. Didn't Sp- think of it like that. Mm-hmm. Springs make you feel Unless good. Unless it's a Casper mattress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> memory foam is hey. way better. I'm sure you would agree that memory foam is far superior than springs. It is. It, it is. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, they are way superior. Vote up NASA. Um, there's a very simple property that makes springs work. The amount that you extend it is... Directly proportional to the force. So if you pull a spring, you've loaded it up with potential energy, and when you let it go, it converts to kinetic energy, right? Kinetic energy is the same kind of energy as a kick to the face. Think of a spring as a kick to the face. Hmm. Awesome. Imagine. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Imagine a world without springs, buddy. It'd be a nightmare. Everything would fall apart. You'd fall on your ass right now. One person actually did imagine a world without springs. There's this uh, short film that came out in 1940 called A Case of Spring Fever, where one stupid... (laughs) (laughs) Double feature with reefer madness. Yeah, spring madness. Is this like an industrial film? What do you mean by an industrial film? You know, like one of those films that they make for internal use at a company, so the production value is always like cheesy, and they try to slip in jokes that are awful. No, man, these are I all like good. them. Yeah, well, this the good. Then you're gonna like this. <laughs> so it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a movie. It's a short film about one stupid, oafish, dumb, foolish idiot who doesn't appreciate springs and got what he was wishing for. Oh my god. Yeah. So right. check this out. The this, this short starts out with him working on his couch trying to repair some springs when his wife tells his friends that he has to finish the job before he can go golfing with the boys. So mm. he, gets, he gets frustrated and says, the one thing you should never say in life, I don't want to see any more springs. <laughs> then the spring spirit shows up and grants him his wish to teach him a lesson. Listen to this oh. clip. Yeah. 
At least he's got a ticking clock. It's good movie making. Yeah. Star Wars should have paid attention to this film. It's the Scrooge formula. Listen to this. Springs. I hope I never see another spring as long as I live. <laughs> so, you never want to see another spring, eh? What the hell? Okay, mister. I'll fix it so you get that wish. Who, who are you? The name's Coily. Coily. Coily the Spring Spike, they call me. Mm -hmm. I heard your wish, and, well, you're going to get it. No more springs for you from Why does he talk on. like that? Uh, he's just an asshole. He, oh. just, he, he talks like an old prospector. Listen to this. No more springs. World without springs. So he tries to shut his front door. Look, listen to hey, what happens. The door. Oh, he, he tried to shut the door and that happened? He tried to shut the door and without springs, there's no tension in the door. The hinges won't work properly. You shut the door and the, sh the door's just going to slam, slam and the window's going to break. Why doesn't he just slide some plywood in front of the hole? Of his house, problem solved. No need for a spring. Well, he didn't think he didn't he didn't realize yeah. the problems it would cause. You gotta think it through, buddy. Yeah, he can't just go around it slamming just, doors. It just goes on, and he he has a problem shutting his car door. He has a problem sitting down. He he can't even use the the pe the pedals, his uh, his gas pedals. He can't do anything. Listen to this. No springs. <laughs> What an asshole. Oh, yeah. gee, Coily, I didn't realize what I was wishing. I'm sorry for everything I said. Can't we call the whole thing off? Isn't there anything I can do? Nope. Please let me take back my wish. Well, okay. I'll do it just this once. But next time, be careful. Don't ever make that wish again. <laughs> yeah. Learn your lesson, <laughs> yeah. idiot. Yeah, what a, so. What a power tripping asshole ghost. Yeah, Coily. I love that guy. He, <laughs> he, uh, so this guy, throughout the short, he tries to open his pocket watch. He couldn't. He tried to close the blinds. He couldn't. He tried to dial the telephone. He couldn't shut the front door. He couldn't use the ignition in his car. Springs. They're all springs. The foot pedal in your car. Gas, brakes, all springs. You can't do anything like a fucking idiot. He wishes for springs back in his life near the end of the short, and then he becomes a spring evangelist. Oh. <laughs> he goes, so then uh, in the short, he goes golfing with his buddies, and he becomes an insufferable asshole. Can he golf without springs? No. So he could have just done what he wanted to do that day without springs, oh. except his wife made him do all this spring shit. Oh, you right? think? You think? He could have just gone golfing and had a good time and yeah. told Coily to go fuck himself. Yeah, well, right? what I don't do need springs to go golfing, you, you prick. Oh, oh, you don't think so? What no. do you think is the principle that makes the ball bounce? Gravity. Mm, no, that's <laughs> that's actually not true. I, I don't know. No, it's a spring. A ball, a ball and a golf club are springs. So, no, so, it, no, no, they're they not. It's yes, a they pressure. are. No, a, yes. gol a golf ball used to be three plies, right? It was a solid core hmm. with rubber wound springs. around it. That's not a spring. It's hmm. a spring effect. They're not made like that anymore. In 1940, closer, but it's not a spring. Like yeah. a baseball's not a spring either. Oh, baseball's yeah. definitely not a spring. No, no no spring principles there. Wait, it's not Trampoline a spring. Are you effect, saying maybe? sarcastically that it is a spring? Yes, yes. Of course yes. they're springs. Of course they are. A baseball's not a spring. They're all, they all use the principle of springs to work. Without, then, without any elasticity in balls, so does like an ass sports then. wouldn't work. Is your solution elasticity then? Yeah, well, that's that's the property of springs. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not like a... People didn't come up with that. A spring, they 
is a solution. Right. Elasticity, I don't know if that's a solution, it, if really. They made, if they made a baseball out of something like granite, which is also a spring, it's it called still a rock. compresses. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You but the reason everything's a spring, then. Interruption, strike. <laughs> strike, strike. Yeah, I'm going to keep interrupting as long as stupid yeah. points are being made. You're I mean, a stupid point, we're Sean. On board, <laughs> we're on board with your spring thing, but then you're saying that everything's golf a balls, spring. everything's yeah. a spring. Everything's a spring. Let's talk about there's cylinders. Only, <laughs> there's, only, there's only basically one time in the universe where something has no elasticity to it, no spring quality. A black hole? Almost. It's the, I think it's called the Chandrashkar limit, which is just the singularity just before something becomes a black hole. That's when the atoms are so closely packed together that that there is no more room between them and they are just at the point right before a singularity. That's the only time in the universe anything is not spring-like. Uh, yeah. All right. You took a real easy solution and made it real weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Like, so, is a shirt a spring? Because it's. Yes, of course. Everything's a spring. <laughs> I mean, yes, of course. Of course. If I go to a list of springs on the internet, nowhere is a t shirt going to show up. That's because the Don't people. Don't course it. People, people use springs a lot of times for manufacturing. You take for granted how much we use springs. Everything's a spring, essentially. Everything. The earth is a spring. It's one giant spring. Everything with, has an <laughs> elastic property to it is spring-like. And just because a spring can be coiled doesn't mean that's the only way that's the, the only shape that springs come in. So nature is the biggest solution in the universe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What about my Vote iPhone? Is that a spring? No, listen. Hold on. Before we before we move on. Um. So he, so at the end of this short, he becomes a, a huge a huge uh, uh spring evangelist. And you. He, if you if you think poly evangelists are annoying, listen to this guy. Listen to this. He's he's playing golf with his buddies. You see, fellows, the scientific principle of a spring is to absorb energy oh and then release it. Yeah, he learned his lesson. What an oh, asshole. Nice shot. Yes, it was. But if it wasn't for the amount of spring in the club shaft, combined with the spring of the rubber inside the ball, yep. that drive wouldn't have gone anywhere at all. True. And that's exactly what a spring is supposed to do. Yep. Transmit shock from one point to another. Yeah. Okay, but let's get on with the game. Yeah, shut up about springs, Bob. You don't Bob. realize the number of springs <laughs> yeah. that work for us every day. Uh-huh. Why, there's a little spring in your cigarette lighter. Yep. And the spring in your pencil clip. Hmm. And the huge springs that cushion the railroad trains. Yeah. Why, I could name thousands of everyday uses for spring. Different than golf. Don't bother. <laughs> Don't bother, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about springs. <laughs> oh, man, you guys don't yes. appreciate pompous asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, go to the hospital, because you clearly have, like, some kind of schizophrenic delusion. No, he doesn't. He saw a, a ghost of springs. He, he needs to go to an insane asylum immediately and check himself in for a 5250 or whatever it's called. He's fixed. He has learned his lesson. He's, in a, he's a reborn man. He has another chance at life. He's like the Scrooge. The Scrooge of springs. He that, saw the screen, the, the spring... Uh, the spring ghost. Sprite. Is that what he called himself? A spring sprite? Yeah. Let me. Have you been visited by no, Coily? The Coily. spring sprite? <laughs> no, have you I, been visited by Coily? No. All right. If you do or if you have, you need to get yourself checked out because you're having a psychotic episode. I'm not. I I was, however, visiting physics.info slash springs. <laughs> is, is a website is, uh, also a spring? <clears throat> no, websites are not springs. Okay. But they do rely on hardware that relies on the principles of springs for them to work. Transistors rely on springs? Everything relies on Everything has some, <laughs> some amount of elasticity to it. Look, <laughs> they don't rely on it, though. Everything does. Listen, 
Yeah, sir. sir um, uh, well, I'll get to that point in a second. I just, I just want to tell you this part okay. uh, because here's here's how a spring works. All right, you have to think about how a spring works. The okay. guy, the guy who discovered this this uh, property about springs, his name is Robert Hook, right? And it's called Hook's Law. Now I know what you're, you, the listener, is thinking. Uh, Maddox, uh, I'm mediocre and I don't do anything in life that requires springs. I can just sit on the ground. Well, guess what, shithead? Even the ground is some has some elasticity to it. Hook's Law of Springs applies to some to some extent to almost everything in the universe. Like I said, everything and everyone needs to give a little. Otherwise, you'd be a cold, hard bitch without springs. Mm. Yeah, so a spring transforms potential energy into kinetic energy, right? And what, what do uh, capacitors and circuits do? Hmm? They're not springs. Well, <laughs> they use... <laughs> are, you, do you, are you coily? Are you coily the spring ghost? Look. Do you dress up in like a powdered wig and make yourself blue and talk like that asshole <laughs> and break into people's houses and tell them about springs? Look, coy, coily was animated. You know what? I would be able to break into a lot more houses without springs. Everything except the dressing up is what he does. Oh, he just talks about the springs yeah. like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to a couple assholes. Right I don't now. think any. I don't think anyone doubts that springs are important. Yeah, I don't think anyone Good. needs springs explained to them how they work either. Yeah, you do. You take you them just for granted. Touch them and they go boing, boing, boing. No, yeah, great, <laughs> idiot. You ever land in a, safely in a plane thanks to springs? Springs made you land safely. Everything, everything that you order, your iPhone. You said. Oh, uh, <laughs> Can yeah. my iPhone work without springs? No, yeah. I said, is it a spring? Well, it was shipped to the U.S. with a lot of manufacturing that relied on springs. Yeah, the okay. plane that landed that iPhone from that sweatshop in China, boat that landed on that land with springs. Yeah. Chinese labor voted up. Yeah, yeah, a boat, made in though. China. Do anyway, boats need springs? Bro, yeah, of course. They, everything needs is springs. Bo- is the, is water a spring? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everything has some form of elasticity Everything to it. Everything is a spring. Almost. <laughs> All right. Vote up diamonds. Diamonds don't have very much elasticity to them. The, the, so they're the least of springs? As a rule, the less elastic something is, the more of a problem it is. So I want everyone to go down the list of every problem we've brought into the show and think about how elastic that problem is. And if it's not elastic at all, vote it up. Huh. I'm putting that on the line. Okay. Man. What? Yeah. Uh, seriously. What do you want? It's just. Uh, so you're saying like if something's like immovable, like it, it won't change, like yeah. there's no give to it at right. all, like yeah. it's a big problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Maddox, you are the most. You're stubborn. the least spring. Yeah. You I are the not, least giving person on earth. I'm the most giving person. I everything Flexible, I, I mean. do. Your, my voice right now is charity to the listener. <laughs> right at any price. Yeah. I know you're paying for this, but this is charity at any price. Yeah, it's a value at any price. You're demonstrating the observation <laughs> that you're immovable and intractable and that your principles don't budge. Like I I am <laughs> that there's no flexibility in your opinions. No, no, I'm I'm the one who brought in temperance, buddy. Moderation. Again, you're demonstrating what he's saying. Wow. All right. Is, well, like I a, can't I can't help like you can't change someone's nature if I'm perfect. All right. So vote up springs, <laughs> that's my my solution. Springs, biggest okay. solution in the universe. What do you got? I've got, uh, I mean, I can't say that this solution is as big because not everything in the universe is this. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds stupid already. What is it? It's television. No. What do you mean, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Television. Okay. You You know, 
Go on. Don't you like make We're money? Being, yeah, you you're are a no, television you are, host. You are a uh, television. Yeah. You host what's your Eastern <laughs> European game show is a television. All your your web series is that's a television. Mm. You're on you're a TV personality. Dick, do you do you understand what a television actually is? Because I think you? you I think you are confusing a show with the tel- with the actual device that I'm sorry. I just heard someone explain to me that a rock is a spring, and yeah. you're telling me I don't understand television. Yeah. I don't understand that a screen that broadcasts entertainment is basically television. Okay. No, that's that's what okay. We're on the same page. You do understand I, what a TV I don't is. Think then. So. I think so now. I think so now. Now now you've demonstrated that you do know what a television that is. That a screen oh. that broadcasts. Podcast entertainment is a television. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I brought in a lot of stats, but a lot of them I don't really give a shit about. Here's what, here's, look, look, we're not, everyone shits on TV, right? Because everyone wants to pretend that they're this cultured intellectual that could be doing so much with their life if they weren't wasting it watching television. Right. But let's be honest. Yeah. TV, TV is almost a tie with sex for how, how important it is in our lives. Netflix and chill. That's that's equating TV and sex. That's all, all we want to do. All any of us want to do oh. is get home, crash out at the end of the day, and watch something on television, or play some video games on television, or cruise the internet on a television. Whether it's a television you hold in your hand, or a television that you sit at like a monster, like a troll, slowly becoming more hunchbacked and atrophying in front of your screen, or whether it's on the couch eating popcorn. Uh, so he's looking at Randy minute. the entire time he said this. Yeah. So Netflix and chill is now equated to uh, sex. Uh, that's a problem because the other day my friend asked me to watch his kid, and I'm like, "Yeah, bring him over. We'll Netflix and chill." And he, uh, oh, you didn't know that was a sex thing, <laughs> Maddox. <laughs> yeah, you really springed that one. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, um, that's that's a euphemism for sex. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I agree. I agree. It is. Uh, it is a form. It is one of the greatest forms of entertainment. It's the way that it it has democratized a lot of information. Uh, yeah. It has brought a lot of information. It's a new medium of communication, and I'm I'm for it. I Great. think it's a it's a good solution. It's a babysitter, right? Can you imagine <laughs> trying to raise, trying to look after kids without a TV or several TVs? No, It'd be a fucking nightmare. It would it? I don't know. Well, I mean, you. I'm, I'm not a first first time parent, but no time child expert. Well, I mean, just imagine imagine being with any person without a television. Also a nightmare. Well, yeah. you know, that's what like you you that's what you talk about TV. I don't know. Hey, did you, do you remember these? You meet a new girl. Hey, what did what did you like? Seinfeld. Tell me about your past. Like, did you like these TV shows? What kind of person are you? Tell me about the TV shows you like. Huh. Hmm. That's yeah. a that's a good one. Yeah. That that is that is be- that's way better than asking about their dad. But I'll I'll say this. Does your dad I was, like what kind of TV shows? Does your dad like? I is he was, a cold case guy or is he a Judge Judy guy? I mean, we know it's a it's a what's that? A night cop, Night Court. <laughs> Dad's watch Night Court. Remember I think Night Court? Yeah. Sure. That's, yeah. That's no. That's what guys are going to be asking our daughters about. Does did your dad? <laughs> our dads did not watch Night Court. Yeah. Uh, we did. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's that's hard for me to relate because my dad didn't ever watch anything. My dad doesn't watch shit except for boxing, uh, and that's about it. There you go. That says a lot about him. Um, so, so the TV thing. I was at a party one time, Dick, and talking to a buddy of mine, a colleague, somebody I respected, and mm-hmm. uh, the conversation of TV came up, and he kept mentioning show after show after show, and finally, I said to him, uh, "I don't, 
I don't watch a lot of TV. And the second those words left my mouth, I realized how, what a pretentious douchebag I sounded like. So yeah. then I, I backtracked for a second. I said, no, nothing against TV. Um, if you watch your TV shows, that's great. That's fine. That sounds even worse. I th- <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing against whatever stupid thing you do. Yeah. I just personally consider myself above it. No, I said, right? I, I said, I said to him, I like TV. There are a lot of TV shows I like, and I would like to to uh, watch more TV shows. I uh-huh. I just haven't had the time the time lately to do it. Uh, and it it's not that I'm whiling my time away just reading books or, or whatever actually i just work most of the time i just don't watch anything on a tv uh no what your do you mean? computer monitor that's a tv that is not a tv what are you gonna what are they gonna do have like a braille light bright up there for you to touch while you're doing all your computing that's a tv man uh yeah i, I don't know because i do have my tv hooked up to my computer so sometimes i do use my tv my actual tv as my computer monitor your computer monitor is a tv that's what i'm saying yeah, I see what you're saying. It's it's not what most people, you know. Wait, in the wait same, a minute, let me ask you this. Way, well, okay. in the same way that you think of, uh, you don't think of a rock as being a spring. I don't think of a monitor as being a TV. Well, I was going to ask, would you would you consider your TV monitor closer to a television or to a spring? <laughs> like, what? Which one is it more? Or a rock? Yeah, my it, I would say a television. You would say it's closer to a it's, television than spring. Well, of course. Okay, I win. I'm, I'm not a fool. Randy, mark that down. What's a win for me? <laughs> That wasn't TV's, even a thing. TV's also t- what? Taking off a strike. Oh, you're taking off a strike. Oh yeah, you're now you're down to six. Um, a teacher. It's a therapist. A TV is also a therapist. Uh, I have a study on that. How? how well, you mean if somebody watches like a self help documentary? No, no, no. It's called the social surrogacy hypothesis. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> you know this is just one of these studies, but I thought it was interesting. Um, when an event happens, like a fight or an argument or uh, something with your personal relationship, watching a favorite TV show that you're familiar with, like just like kind of watching a show that you already know about, um, said it released it, uh, released feelings of stress in people and um, re- reduced long-term effects of like lowered self-esteem and feelings of inadequacy. I don't know, man. This is what this, this so, study says. No, and I- feelings of depression and loneliness. I buy that actually because if I remember, you know that the uh, theme song to Cheers, where you you, you want to go where everybody knows your name. You, it's a comfortable feeling, right? Yeah. So they were trying to set up that show, the especially the intro to it, as here you are spending some time with your friends in this comfortable, familiar place. And anytime I saw that Cheers set, which is the bar for anyone who hasn't seen Cheers because it hasn't been on the air for a, f- a few years, um, it was is a sitcom. Set up in a bar with the same few characters always hanging out at the bar, just chatting it up like buddies. And yeah. anytime you saw that set, it just gave you a warm, comfortable feeling yeah. that you were there with your friends. I get that. You might, f- but also, that's, isn't that really depressing to think about that you feel a sense of friendship when you watch people who can't interact with you? Just like you're, you're like looking at moving pictures. Yeah, it's very depressing, but it works. Yeah. So fuck it. Great solution. But isn't too much TV also a problem, Dick? Now, here's why. I don't I'm- think so. I don't think there's ever been a study sh- that attempted to show that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another well-researched problem by Dick Masterson. Yeah, no no doubt. So, so here's, here's, how, here's my honest opinion on TV. Uh-huh. I am ambivalent towards it uh, because I see the benefits of TV and I see the drawbacks of TV. And I would say up to... About the 70s, there were more benefits to TV than drawbacks. And after about the 70s, there's been more drawbacks, I think. Especially like with what? reality television. Well, by communicating a lower standard of 
human, a lower standard of Americans, of American conduct by seeing things like, I think the tipping point was uh, Paris Hilton. No. When Paris Hilton's sex tape became a thing and TMZ started to become a thing, and after the O.J. Simpson trial, TV transformed into something that was almost like a spectacle. People, when TV first started out in the 1930s and 40s, um, it was very expensive to— 50s, I think. Uh, no, when TV was invented in like 1929 yeah, or something the, the like that, right? The 50s was when yeah. Americans started to get it in their homes. Right, okay. Yeah. So, But but I'm talking about it, it, even, even in films and things like that. In the 1940s and 50s, when people were first creating films and TV shows, it was very expensive. It was cost prohibitive to make TV shows and movies. So they spent a lot of time and energy into making sure those scripts and those screenplays were the best they could possibly be. And those actors from the 40s and 50s, the best of the best, man. Best sound design, best editing, great acting, great. They took Why their job seriously. That? Absolutely false. Yeah, no. that's totally false. No, what are you talking about? No, no, no. No, if you go wait, look. Wait, 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 wait. No one can hear you, Randy. You can't weigh in unless you're on a mic. Randy's saying that that's false. Give yourself a strike, fuckhead. Yeah, you can't <laughs> You can't say you're not going to talk and then talk off the mic. You, you want to talk? Randy, do you want to debate Randy, that? Candy. I think you should debate it because it's interesting. I agree with you, but I don't have the authority to say whether that's right or wrong. You you don't have an argument for that, well, here's here's go back and watch uh, some some movies, some of the best movies from the the 40s and 50s. Like they did spend a lot more time on those screenplays because they had it was very expensive. They had to shoot things and get it done basically in one take. They didn't really have this blooper reel. That's not true either. Yeah, that's what not, you're talking about. Charlie Chaplin was known to do a hundred takes yeah. of the same scene. Yeah, but he's he was a like comedian. No, those were some of the biggest a, movies there. But he was a comedian, and that's what he does. He just does a bunch of pratfalls like a jackass. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You, 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 you're writing Charlie Chaplin off as just a comedian? No. As he, a satirist? That's your position on Charlie Chaplin? He, the he was a dictator? He was a good satirist. But, I, but using a comedian as as a as like a, a gold standard of quality for film is not that's why to this day Oscars still don't consider a comedy as as a part of part sure, of their Sure they do they've been nominated finally right the, yeah. yeah 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 didn't Shawshank Redemption win an Oscar that was hilarious <laughs> yeah no, um, no. I, I think you're romanticizing was, this era. I could of, go. No, no, I, I, I could go back. I could go back and give you stories about how it's always been about money, and it's never been any different, and it's it's completely false to think that it was never about. That. Let's go. Let's go. No, 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 no. It's it's. Sean, because yeah, this is my just, solution: yeah. television, yeah. not film, just, not romanticizing golden age of cinema. Well, but, but still, they put a lot of films on TV. And here's the thing: Elvis Presley. We lost a lot of his recordings. So films are a TV. You're saying, all right. Uh, okay. uh, go, go ahead, Elvis. Elvis, Elvis. Elvis Presley, lo- we lost a lot of his recordings because the studios at the time, uh, the tape that we recorded on was so expensive that they found fa- they thought they would be more valuable to re-record over those tapes yeah. rather than preserving Elvis Presley's recordings. That's true. The, the Beatles as well. EMI's yeah. policy was to record right over that so they'd print the masters and then all the multi-tracks, a lot of them would be destroyed. Right, sure. Sean. But they didn't understand the historical significance yeah. at the time, well, to of, be fair. Of course, of course. But I mean, just you've to, had just a lot of notes you, that I'm sure you've just discarded. No, I have a big pile of them right behind me. Okay. Right here. They're all it's, right here. Every note I've ever, I've ever just, used for the show. Just with the like original, the movie 7. With the original Star Wars action figures, too. I have all my notes from high school, from junior high, from college. For the most part, I kept I keep all my notes. They're they're important. Um, but that should that speaks the fact that they would record over these great artists 
because they thought they saw that does that tape is so expensive that speaks to how much time and energy they had to put into older media yeah they made some crap of course but the movies that made it to the big screen the big the most the highest grossing movie of all time is still gone with the wind still have you watched it and no, it's boring as shit. But Gone with the Wind, <laughs> no. QED. You know, but 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 Gone with the Wind is an efficient movie. It's efficient storytelling. It's it's well acted. It takes it's well performed. Forever. It has good music. Yeah, but it's it, the people who like it, right? Back- Dude, you sound like you're you sound like a vinyl file. Like you sound like someone extolling the merits of a dead technology that has no application in the modern world solely for the purpose solely for the reason that it's old. Like it's a boring movie. It doesn't. It's not good. Just because it's old doesn't make these things true. <laughs> there's not there's not objective good or bad. You can just look and see how well a movie performed. Gone with the Wind uh, blew Star Wars out of the out of the water over its opening opening weeks and months. Even though it was in far fewer screens, something like fifty screens or a hundred screens or something like that, people kept going over and over and over to see Gone with the with there's the nothing Wind. Else. Well, it's not just nothing else because even in the seventies and eighties, when there were other films, even after the original Star Wars movies came out. Gone with the Wind still blew them out of the water. Well, how many, uh, what was what was the Ridiculous Six? Adam Sandler's new movie blew out all of Netflix's other launches. Does that make it the best movie on Netflix? No, no, you're, you're missing the point. The point is, the point <laughs> I was trying to make here is that before the 70s, I feel like people treated movie and film with a lot more thought. Like today, creating moving pictures mm-hmm. on Vine takes a second. And everyone just sits there recording. If, if they don't like it, they just re-record it. It costs nothing except a little bit of your time. There is no cost to entry. So people who are producing content today, look at the average video on YouTube and compare that. They're awful. Exactly, exactly my point. And compare that to the average movie that came out before the advent of new technology. That's why I'm saying- good. My point is that before the 70s, I feel like content was different. And then after the 70s, we have this new era of reality TV, cheaply produced content, and any anyone can do anything, and it's uh, I, I feel like it's brought down the entire medium. You know, well, I, I do agree with you on a lot of those points. Yeah, where the uh, attention to the craft for each section of a production, and I, I grew up kind of uh, in the movie industry, right? Um, you know, dealing with the marketing and stuff for the various studios. You were that kid in kindergarten cop, weren't you? Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Yes, that was yeah. my big moment. Um, it was because, like you said, technology was limiting, so they did have to think uh, pretty creatively, and it was expensive to to use. Um, you know, the people who wrote the arrangements for the old records. You know, it was back in the day with music – it was a bunch of guys standing around a mic. If you listen to some of those old bluegrass recordings, the way you turned yourself up or down in the mix was literally to step closer to the mic. Right. Everything seems like it was a little bit more dedicated to the craft. Right. Because you just you couldn't fly in the second and third chorus because you did it perfectly the first time. That's yeah, that was the point I was trying to make. Is that I understand that. Is that before there's there's a, there's been a golden age of television, and I think we're way past that. I think we're in the era of the death of television, where we're seeing the death nails. And television is largely transitioning into online and new media. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. I think you guys are romanticizing uh, this. I think you have like this elitist craftsman mentality towards these art forms. So you're romanticizing these old periods. But I understand what you're saying. I, I think this is all just subjective anyway. What's not subjective is that you can't have video games without TV. True. Or 115 million TV sets in the U.S. More than half of the U- of homes in the U.S. have three TVs or more. Uh, the entire internet, internet's a big, big solution, right? Maybe someday we'll bring it in. Yeah. 64% of 
of the internet was dedicated to video last year. Yeah. By 2019, Cisco says it will be 80%, 80% of the traffic on the internet. That's a yeah. huge majority yeah. of the internet that's dedicated to television. People well, need it. It's a so, big solution. So the, 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 the problem with that statistic is that it is measuring the amount of bandwidth rather than uh, the amount of time. If you measured the amount of time, I think it would still be high, and it would still probably be a majority. Probably. I don't know. I got the time. Um, yeah. Adults adults watched more than 33 hours of TV a week. Hmm. And that time increases the older we get. Do you think that's a good thing, Dick? I don't, you know me, I don't really believe in good and bad yeah. and those types of I things. I do know you. <laughs> um, it's something people do, so it must be important. I can, I, I can imagine a, uh, you know, the Oculus Rift, for example, that's yeah. just more TV. Like, it's, it, oh, it, it boils down to getting a personalized TV experience. Like a fantasy, an escapist fantasy that's catered directly to you. Like the, that's what we're getting with TV right now. It's just now I get it on demand. It's more, uh, it's more specific to me. I can watch Mad Mad Men on loop over and over and over because it's like, oh yeah, this is more. I, I can project myself even more into this. I don't have to sit through reruns of other shit. Uh, Dick, the you've made a lot of good points today. That wasn't one of them. Uh, the TV, Which one? The TV that Oculus Rift is like a TV uh, for another uh, Oculus Rift when. When it gets fully realized and we have tactile feedback and we can smell and taste things and touch things just like we would in real life, it will be basically indistinguishable from real life. So, so it's still a fantasy. Mm, it's still an escapist fantasy that uh, caters to you. If you, if you, I mean, here's the thing, Dick. You're what you're. I think you're missing with Oculus Rift is you can do homework. You can go to uh, Paris. You can do operations and surgery. You can do anything you can do in real life inside mm -hmm. Oculus Rift. So if you have those experiences, those cognitive learning experiences, how is that materially different than sitting in a classroom and learning? I mean, no one's arguing that point. Okay, but that's not a fantasy. That's, a, that's, that's just something that happens. But you can also watch that on television. Like, there are learning programs that you can watch. The Oculus Rift is just better because it's yeah. more interactive. No, that's true. You can watch TV inside the Oculus Rift, though. <laughs> oh, I know. I know it's your opinion. How about this? Here, here. Also, without television, the average American child will see 200,000 violent acts of murder on TV by the age of 18. Wow. That's great. Where else are they going to see all this murder and violence? I think there should be more Two violence. Two-thirds of all programming contains violence. You know how hard? Like, like, let's go back to the 1800s. A kid might see you know, four or five murders before the time they're 18. Now they see 200,000. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, great. That's a huge amount. And the type of violence, too, is uh, is different. Gratuitous. Yeah, gratuitous. The best kind of violence. Yeah. All right. The, the best kind of violence and nudity. Also, TV does does make it easier to see nudity. That's pretty cool. Bingo. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a huge thing. With every new medium, right, how quickly... Can people use it to look at porn? Mm -hmm. That's what's that's what's that's what drove the explosive growth of Snapchat, and now all I get is horses VHS and dogs. VHS too. VHS yeah. porn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. VHS yeah. was uh, was huge was a hugely popular format because there was way back in the eighties. Uh, some of the people listening might not even remember this, but there was a huge, uh, fierce battle of technology between VHS and Betamax, and VHS was the one that authorized pornography on its medium on its format. And Betamax didn't, and VHS took off. All right, I got a bunch of other stats, but this is getting a little long. TV's great solution voted up. Good. 
I, I like oh, safe sex. It encourages safe sex because so? little girl. Well, how many parents are honestly sitting their little girls down and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, get a guy to wear a condom." And like, okay, that's like a homeschool for safe sex, right? You don't believe in homeschool? No. So what? What's a parent gonna do? But these teenagers see all this talk about safe sex on TV all day and encourages them to use condoms. Huh? You know, stu- te- th- there's a study about it, but it, you know, that, they just say what I said, except it's called a study. <laughs> Do you remember those PSAs where a girl would uh, get on and oh, it will, first it was a guy and he goes talking about condoms. He goes, oh, "What if what if someone sees you buying one? It's, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. Them, it's embarrassing." Yeah, and it's like, no, it isn't. It means I'm going to get laid. No, yeah. it's still embarrassing. No way, it's man. not embarrassing. I used to when I was a fucking pud, right? And when I was like 16 and buying condoms for the first time or whenever, I look. I I'm sitting there in the uh, cash register, the cash line, right? Kind of nervous and waiting. And then after I got laid, I'm like, oh, all right. Now I put my condoms down. I slap them down in a big teetering pile, and I make a direct eye contact with them. Like, yeah, look at this. What right, year was that? Right next to his package of rubber bands. Yeah. No, what does that mean, oh, Sean? Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking ass. Oh my God. That's not funny. I don't even know what that means. What are you saying? Do you I'm really saying. Not, do you really not know what he means? You know, to, Did to, I need to keep him on with rubber bands? <laughs> You're an ass. They have rubber bands built in. There's a guy who's never used a condom before in his life. So, but he's, he's never gotten laid. But he's saying springs are a solution. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so conflicted. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Put up springs. TV makes you more generous, makes people more generous because they see how shitty other parts of the world are. Could be. Lower stress. No, it's not. These are studies. Yeah. These, I, I, well, These are studies. This is your Bible I'm bringing in. Yeah, no, of, of course. Of course, Dick. Uh, t- right. TV, I think, has a lot of pros and a lot of cons. I think that, again, I'm ambivalent. I'm literally ambivalent. I don't have a strong opinion for or against TV. I think I see its benefits and I see its drawbacks. But uh, uh, How's our strikes going, Randy? We each have one. We each have, we each what have one. What did I get Great. one for? For pissing me off at the beginning. Oh, yeah. for pissing you off at the beginning? Oh, Guys, fuck you. speaking uh, speaking... <laughs> Guys, I, I got a real big solution for you, all right? Yeah. I know springs is a big solution, probably the biggest. Everything in the universe is a spring. Is this a subset of a spring? No. I mean, everything is. Okay. Everything is. Uh, floss. Floss? Yeah. Floss is a huge solution, buddy. Fuck floss. Fuck you. Fuck right. floss? Yeah. How dare, how dare you fuck, fuck floss? floss? It's a scam. So, you're, how's, floss isn't a scam, shithead. Floss. Let me tell. Go what? ahead. What? Good. Like rubbing some yarn in between your teeth is cleaning your fucking teeth. Get out of here. Yeah, it's a gummy. Scam. No, you're a scam. I can't think of anything more simple that can have as profound an impact on your life as flossing. Without flossing, we'd all be walking around like a bunch of reeking assholes with rotting gums. You dick. Think, yeah, I don't floss. Dick, think of think of the hottest person you can imagine. All right. Okay. All right, Sean. Think of the hottest person you can imagine. The hottest chick you've ever seen. Oh, a chick. Now, now, now imagine her with green, rotting teeth and a mouth that smells like baby diarrhea. Ew. Not so hot, right? Huh? Because that's how everyone looked before 1815. There were no hot people before the invention of floss because everyone's teeth looked like shit. Think about that. Floss is responsible for the invention of hot people. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No hot people. Look at any old portrait or painting of anyone from the Renaissance. They all have their mouths closed. You know why? Because they're embarrassed, as they should be. Their teeth are rotting, their gums smell, they reek. They look like mushmouth assholes. Uh, fl- really? Floss does all that? So, Not brushing your teeth? No, man. So here's the I thing. I don't floss, though. 
Yeah, my well, teeth aren't green or falling out. You got all sorts of. You had a fucking. Uh, I jaw can't surgery. even floss. I got a big metal bar behind the yeah. back of my teeth. Yeah, you're 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 a special case. You're very special. But uh, cool. <laughs> I'm floss man. I used to not floss, and I uh, that changed in my uh, early to mid twenties. And because my parents never taught me the importance of flossing, I heard doctors always say, or excuse me, dentists always told me, hey, man, you should floss. Don't forget to floss. Floss twice a day. Yeah, floss, right. floss, floss. Fuck yeah. you. And I got that. You floss. I got that stupid piece of string, and I put it in my mouth. I'm like, this is dumb. I can only reach the front teeth of my mouth, and then I can't, I can't do anything in the back. Okay, fuck it. And I got constant <laughs> cavities. I, ca- I kept getting cavities. Yeah. All my life growing up, I, every time I went to the dentist, I had like four or five cavities. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in my mouth? What, what's, what's, what's the problem here? And then uh, the advent, something changed my life. It's the, the uh, floss toothpick, the floss swords. Oh, Have yeah, you seen those? those? Cool. Yeah, some chick turned me onto those. I used oh, them for like God. a day. Yeah. I stopped using them. No, they're incredible, man. That changed my life. They get everywhere you need to get inside your mouth with floss. They're way better than that stupid string that you just put through your mouth. But even then, that string is better than nothing. I still think it's a scam. No, man. I think cavities are genetic. No, they're not. Because some people don't even brush their teeth and they don't. Like, do dogs get cavities? They don't floss. Dogs use chew toys and that for them is like their oral care a lot of times. And sometimes dogs who don't chew enough or sometimes dogs who eat the wrong diet actually do get cavities. They do, What about horses? They don't have chew toys. Horses are fucking idiots and they should be turned into glue. (laughs) According to Oral B, a dentist created floss in 1815 in New Orleans, and the idea caught on in 1882 when a company in Massachusetts began making unwaxed silk dental floss. It's according to OralB.com, seller yeah. of floss. <laughs> <laughs> this is surprising coming from you. Yeah, in the 40s, people started using nylon, and today we even use Gore-Tex for floss. Oh. They, use, they put Gore-Tex in that shit. Flossing, Not me. Flossing has saved me thousands of dollars, and I wish someone had told me earlier in life how important it was. I rarely get cavities anymore because of flossing. The breakthrough product for me uh, was the what are those little uh, those little swords? And man, I'm telling you, Dick, I literally have saved thousands of dollars. I haven't had a cavity in years since I started flossing regularly. And every time I meet someone who has bad breath, like really bad breath, mm-hmm. I know it's because they have rotting food stuck between their teeth. And really? I have a yeah, I have a theory. I have a theory. That because of Listerine commercials, people flossed less. Because I was talking to you a long time ago, there was a commercial in the 80s uh, where, I mean, in the early and mid 90s, there was a commercial, a Listerine commercial where it said, uh, where it showed this CGI animation of the Listerine going inside your mouth, swishing around your teeth, and then all the bacteria in your mouth was slowly shrinking and dying. Yeah, it's cool. And it left a squeaky clean mouth. Mm hmm. And for a long time, I thought that's all I needed to do was use mouthwash because just like that that animation, it would just swish inside my mouth and go between my teeth. Here's the thing. That mouthwash and your toothbrush can't get between your teeth if you have food lodged in there. Can't you, like, feel it, though? The like food? You have, like, how, what do you got lodged in there? Like a sandwich? <laughs> Start flossing. You'll find out. Every time I think I, my teeth are clean. Chicken wings are coming off. Yeah. On I can't, though. I got a big metal bar in my fucking yeah. teeth. Well, of course, you're different, Dick. But, like, most so, people. I'm cursed. Yeah. Most people, if they don't floss, uh, they, they get food in their teeth, especially if you eat any kind of bread, um, mm-hmm. meat. Sometimes the meat is meat is muscle, and muscle is fibrous. Mus- muscle has that, uh, the, the, that stringy texture to it that gets stuck Sh- inside your teeth. Springy texture, you Yeah, but of springs. 
Um, if you like steak? I think, so, did you ever have braces? No. Okay, I think I think that's probably why we don't see eye to eye on this one. Because my, my dad didn't have braces either, obviously. Because uh, he's much older than us. Uh, but he always, he always hits a toothpick or floss after we eat. And he's always said to me that it's because he didn't have braces. So his teeth aren't like perfectly touching like ours, like mine are. So he gets a lot more stuff in between his teeth. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't have this phenomenon of pulling, like, going, uh, pulling things out of my teeth like a buffet. When yeah. I, even when I have flossed, it's like, okay, now my gums are just bleeding. Like, I didn't, I didn't pull out a roast beef <laughs> sandwich. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned your bleeding gums. Because dentists always know when you're lying whether or not you floss. Because they'll, they'll ask you that as kind of a, t- a, 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 a truth test. To yeah. see if, how honest you are, right? They'll say, "Hey, uh, you flossing regularly?" No. And you say, <laughs> "Oh, I I turn it right back on them." Absolutely not. I don't yeah. ever floss. Uh, I I uh, a long time ago I said yes when I hadn't. I thought I I thought I did. I thought regularly meant like once a month. And <laughs> and so they, she she started uh, uh, flossing my teeth and just gushing blood. All my gums. Oh my god! I had a mouthful of blood. It looked like I got punched in the face with a bowling ball. And that's when that's when I realized I can't, you can never lie to a dentist when it comes to flossing. They know. They know. They can yeah. just take a look at your gums. My gums are healthier now. My teeth are healthier. I have fewer cavities. In fact, I like I said, I haven't had cavity in years. I've saved thousands of dollars by flossing. How much were you paying for all these cavities? Oh, my gosh. Always. It's always something. And if you don't take care of the cavity, sometimes it can get infected. You can get an abscess. Then you have to take antibiotics. They have to sometimes root it out. You get a root canal. And you could get a gold tooth, though. That'd be cool. Yeah. Floss. I think those uh, those cleanings are a scam, too. I was going to bring in flossing as a problem. You think fa- floss shaming? Because it's <laughs> bullshit. It's like, don't ask. You know I don't floss. Why do you ask? I don't why know. Do you a- why do you ask this question every May- time I come in here? Maybe because you have reeky breath, dick. Yeah, but they ask everyone. Nobody flosses. No, they, nobody asks everyone. The only time I ever hear that conversation come up is with people with smelly breath. No, the dentist. Oh, the you dentist? You just said, yes. Oh, the dentist I- always says, oh, are you flossing? And you yeah. always... Like, no, no. Wh- who, whoever fucking, why do you ask? You know the answer is no. Well, Fuck you know, off. No, it's a people floss. I floss now. And what pissed me off, Dick, is I knew this girl growing up who had just the most perfect fucking teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, knew, I never get any cavities. I never get any cavities. Like, fuck you. I, I get tons of cavities. Yeah. Come world, live in my world of pain where the Novocaine doesn't work and I have to just sit there suffering because I'm experimenting with pain. Right? Last time I said uh, pain, you can learn something from pain. Yeah. Just like, no, just, that's what Manson said. You said a longer version. <laughs> You're essentially, quoting Manson. essentially, it is the same yeah. thing. You're right. I think you can, though. <laughs> yeah, I think I you can. But here's the thing flossing, flossing can save you money, can save you pain, can save you embarrassment. All right. You don't want to make out with a chick with bad teeth uh, or a dude. I don't know. No, uh, you're right. I don't want to make out with either. Yeah. Flossing spares you bad breath and bad teeth. Yeah. That's right. what you want to do. Big solution. Voted up. Flossing and springs. Here's um, my solution is less gross. <laughs> yeah, okay. What do you got? Right on red. Right on red? Right on red. Mm. Bro, imagine a world with no right on red. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's almost as bad as left turns. Imagine a world. Well, that's, an, that's another good one. We should have left on red. <laughs> left on red, right on red. Right? Just keep going during, during reds. Straight on red. Yeah, straight on red. Why don't we have that? So right on red is a big solution. Why? You know why. 
Yeah, of course. I know why. I'm, I'm not. A, that's a rhetorical question for the listener, Dick. I know why. I can Does make the whole case. Does any listener need it explained why right on red is a big solution? Yes, the, the listeners in the UK, especially because they well, don't have this problem. They have roundabouts, or they have or they can make a left on, on red. red. In the UK, you can. Oh, I well, guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same they thing. Don't have so right on red. It's the mirror problem of it. But in the UK, for the uh, most most of Europe has roundabouts. So this is a, this is mostly an American problem. You can make a left on a one way street here. Yeah, uh, yeah, That's you can. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, big, it's big it's uh, it's only it's only been a solution as of recently too. Right on red are permitted in many regions of North America, while Western states have allowed for more than fifty years. Fifty years. Eastern states amended their traffic laws to allow it in nineteen seventy as a fuel saving measure because people were stopping and wasting all their fuel oh that's a good point this could save millions of dollars every year if more people fucking did it yeah because you don't have to slow down as much man i hate so much when people don't turn right on red so for those who don't know you are allowed as dick just said in uh, in a lot of states in the u.s some states you're still not but you're allowed to turn right when the all 50 states have allowed the right to turn red. Oh, since now they're all 50? Since 1978. Really? Then why the fuck are people doing it more? Because they're stupid. That drives me nuts. Here I am trying to drive like a samurai, and then yeah. all these chumps, these knuckleheads, are sitting there at red lights, just waiting, spending their life. So, and I honk. I always honk. That's when I honk, Dick, when someone's not turning right on red. Yeah, that's okay. I'm behind that one. Yeah. Because um, it's not punitive. Right turns, uh, the few exceptions are New York City where right turns on red are prohibited unless a sign indicates otherwise. Huh. Hmm. New York City doesn't allow right on red. That sucks. I've been, I remember one time I was in in, uh, Utah in the small town, and I was waiting behind this guy in an intersection. It was a three-way intersection, right? So uh, I was at the T part, and I was waiting for him to turn right on red, and he wouldn't. And... I honked my horn, and he still didn't turn. So I honked again, and he still didn't turn. I laid on my fucking horn, and finally the guy gets out of his car, and he walks over to me, knocks on my window. I'm like, what? And he points to the sign that says, no right turns on red. (laughs) And I'm like, oh. No, that's still his fault. What is a sign? You listen to every sign you see? Get the yeah. fuck back in your car and make the right. Well, he couldn't because I put my car into drive and pushed it off into traffic. <laughs> Turn right and went home. Good job. Fuck that guy. Uh, let's see. This As of 1992, right on red is governed federally. I don't know how I feel about that. What What do you mean it's governed federally? As in the law to turn right yeah, or left? that it's you okay know, to go right on red. But Careful. that's a full. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fe- um, you you um, think that's too much regulation, Dick? I want to see how close mm-hmm. I can get to that strike. You got it. <laughs> you just you got, got a strike. strike. Why, yeah, how you got a strike? a strike. No one's calling it for me. Oh, great. Randy, oh, that's, that's a not strike, a strike, too? That's not a strike. Hmm. In Mexico, right turns on red are generally prohibited unless the sign indicates otherwise. Mexico. Yeah. That's probably why they want to get out. So many people want to get out of there. There are no, there are no driving right laws there that are adhered to. Right? That's no, what no. I There's thought, not. too. No, you it, guys absolutely. are idiots. They, of course they have laws. Of course they no, have driving laws. They're not laws. adhered to in any way, shape, or form. When's the last time you went to Mexico, Sean? Like three years ago. Yeah, well, I went there. I went there recently, and you can just you can. You, they have stop signs, and people follow them. You I'm have sure so much they have has changed in three years. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, it's a free for all. 
Yeah, they have no Fumar signs. They're out no, most no of Canada. <laughs> a driver may turn right at a red light after coming to a complete stop. We got We could. We could do. We could change more laws to to be more right on red. That's what I'm saying. That's why this is a good solution, man. Let's put some thought into these driving laws and get some more right on reds going. I am 100... left on red, straight on red. Roll through the stop sign if there's no people there. Right. Yeah, I am 100 percent on board with this, and yeah, especially rolling through stop signs at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Some fucking chicken shit cop just sitting there waiting for you. Waiting to, roll- to bust you. Yeah, waiting to bust your ass. I got a ticket one time for rolling through a stop, like uh, allegedly rolling mm-hmm. through a stop because the cop knows that uh, I'm not going to waste a day of my life going down to a courthouse yeah. three months later, setting it on my calendar, missing a day of work, a full day of income, a, fa- a full day of work, so I can go fight this fucking bullshit-ass ticket for mm-hmm. r- allegedly rolling through a stop sign. Which, by the way, I don't even understand the concept of stopping. Like, what does stopping mean? Because if at any amount of time, like, take any interval, right, a mm-hmm. rolling stop sign is a stop. Because if you think about it, you take any infinitesimal slice of time. Like a Planck's unit of time? Say one second, like like a tenth of a second. Okay. For a tenth a of a higher. second, if you're rolling through a stop sign at about three miles per hour, and you look at that little sliver of time, a tenth, a tenth of a second, because it's not defined how long you have to stop at a stop sign in, in the law books. Yeah. So any amount of time, would that count? A tenth of a second? Yeah, but you'd probably still be moving if you weren't coming to a stop. Moving is defined as the difference in distance between two time intervals. So if that, a second you'd be moving. Uh, yeah, but you're also moving on a molecular le- level. Like how much, how much are you actually moving? If you take an infinitesimal slice of time, you're always stopped. I think it's good that you didn't go to court to yeah. defend this. I think I would have won. That's not going to, no. Yep. They, the judge would have been impressed me. The bailiff would have blown me. Oh. Yeah. Gross. Big sloppy mess. Bull, all over the- <laughs> Bull from Night Court giving you a sloppy BJ. Hey, BJ's a BJ. <laughs> Raise the speed limit by 10 miles an hour. How about that one? Bust the lower. We're better at driving now. We're better. We're faster. Yeah. We got a lot of video games and things to do. We get yep. that bump that speed limit. Places up. to go. That's our dad's speed limit. We don't need that speed limit. I, I just don't understand it because you have a problem with me honking in traffic. And it's annoying. You have a problem with me uh, yelling at drivers and, and driving aggressively. What was your, your problem you brought in? Like You're episode a road four? Rage. <laughs> yeah, road, road rage is yeah. your problem. But I have a lot of times because drivers aren't driving efficiently. They're not following the rules of traffic, the spirit of traffic. Turn right on red. Pull over if you're driving like a slow asshole. If you don't have shit to do, if you're not in a hurry, stay home. Just stay home. Where are you going that you're not in a hurry? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Go to hell. <laughs> How about that? Eat shit. Stay there. That's Just my, stay home. That's my solution, right on red. I think it's a good solution. I think that's, that's sure. probably one of my favorite solutions you brought in. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if it's nuclear power or springs, but it's a good solution. Right on red is not springs. But <laughs> <laughs> finally, we found something that's not a spring. Things that are abstract concepts are not springs, I would say, except for the sp- the concept of a spring. That's a spring. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. You got a voicemail, Dick? Yeah. Fucking Maddox, man. Oh. The first the first solution episode, he says that we can't have nuclear power plants on cargo ships because what if terrorists come and like hijack the ship and shit? But then on the very next episode, he, sa- he says that we need to 
start building schools in the Middle East, like hundreds and hundreds of schools in the Middle East as if they're not going to be hijacked by terrorist organizations. <laughs> I don't know. That seems a little retarded. That's true, Maddox. That's true. Hijacking yeah. education oh, is no. a lot more dangerous mm. than hijacking a nuclear power yeah. plant. They might crash some schools into the World Trade Center. They're going to educate young minds. <laughs> they're going to drive those schools right into buildings, the site of uh, U.S. warships. I got one oh, from, no. I got one from Weird Matthew McConaughey as well. Here's the biggest solution, guys. Oh. <laughs> Headphones that don't fuck themselves into a tangle every time you put them into your pocket. I don't know why every time I go to pull my headphones out of my pocket, I have to spend like five months, <laughs> five minutes detangling these fucks. Uh, yeah. Work on that shit. weird matthew mcconaughey uh, now let me get this straight uh i want to understand his his psychology here does he think that um we are actually solving these problems too like he's he brings us a problem that he is having a personal problem hey my headphone is too tangled can you guys untangle it for me that's (laughs) a great solution a headphone that doesn't get all tangled up when you put it in your pocket well, yeah, but that's not, that doesn't exist. It's like, you know that's what else? That's would be a great solution. Yeah. You know what else would be a great solution? Jetpacks or, uh, you know, blenders that just make food for you automatically. Or time <laughs> machines. These are all good solutions. That's the point. No, a good solution is something that exists. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say a good solution is something that exists. And for the most part, there are some hypotheticals that, that are possible, but how would you even create that? Actually, that's, they, they have that. That's his no, point. They have that, though. They have that. So then it's a solution because oh, it great. exists. All Jesus right. Christ, Maddox. Get great. your story straight. All right. Vote up weird Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> they have hoses that don't tangle now. Those you you use them? ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they suck. Why? They burst because they can't take the pressure. Oh, duh. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Is that a, a dick thing, Randy? Nope, nope. Is that a crotch reference? It's not. It sounded like it. It could be, but it's not. So what? Did anyone strike out? No, All right. Good. Same. Great. All right, guys, my solutions were floss and springs. Springs, big solution. My solutions are television and right on red. Right on red, good solutions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. See you next month.